Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report, a brand new show for a brand new day. It is Wednesday, August 30th, the year's 2023. That's the year Larry. Now, some people say that Southern states should fly the Confederate flag because it's a symbol of their heritage. But if we flew every flag from our past, why aren't we flying the Union Jack in front of the White House? (laughs) (laughs) All hail Larry Wilmore. It is right to give Larry Wilmore thanks and praise. Just like it's right for you guys to be joining us here today on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. An arsenal of yes. That's right. (laughs) Ralph Report is an arsenal of yes. Dangerous affirmative. My goal with this show moving forward forevermore is to make people say yes to things. Can we make you say yes to things? I say yes to everything now. I'm a yes man. Oh, I'm going to make a list. Yes. Yes. <laughs> make a list. I, I agree with list making. I'm all yes all the time. So if you're out there and you're in the Garmy and there's something that scares you or something you've always wanted to do, or there's an opportunity and you're not sure whether to take the leap or not, I say yes, yes, yes. Wow. This fits into the whole prophet prophet thing that you had going last That's right. year. And That's the, right. What the hell was that catchphrase? I, they come and go so quickly. Something about believing. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, feel feel free, feel free to, to believe. believe. Feel right. free to believe. I think we're working on the charter now for your group, your nonprofit. Feel free to believe and say yes. Say yes to life. And if things don't go well, well, we're not personally responsible. My lawyer asked me to throw that in there. Don't blame us. Yeah, a lot of people are really climbing onto the archery thing. Yes, I they noticed. are. A lot of people want me to take up the bow and arrow. They call it the garchery. Garchery. Yeah. Oh, it didn't even dawn on me. I could start a brand new sport. Yeah. and we Drink need, while you're arching. We need shirts, like bowling shirts, but for archery. Do they have they, archery they shirts? They could have like holes in them. <laughs> Big perforations where the arrows have been. <laughs> Yeah. No, they have to be long sleeves so you don't scrape your uh, your forearm with the yeah with the bowstring. I do hear that you have to have a tight fitting shirt. Yeah. Ding. Yeah, I do. Mm. Show up these <laughs> massive archers' guns. <laughs> Kids, you picked an excellent podcast to join with us for here today too, Tom Bien, because we have an excellent show lined up. We've got your phone calls right around the corner. Entertainment news, of course. It's One Hit Wonder Wednesday. All that in store. But first, let's get the introductions out of the way. I'm your old podcast pal. My name's Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me as... (laughs) Instead of the usual Eddie Pence sitting here, he's busy in Las Vegas killing audiences left and right there at the uh, Brad Garrett Comedy Club at the MGM Grand. So I'm so lucky to have sitting here with me, the one, the only. You know her, you love her, you can't live without her. She's talented, she's pretty, she sends Ralph cool ditties. He gave her an invitation she could not decline. It's Queen J. She's gonna go host a day with Ralph Queen J. Yeah, Queen J. Is the song over? Oh my word, she got the magic. Yes, she does. Hey there. What's going on, Queen J? Not much. I'm I'm so happy the second day. I haven't got fired yet. Two in a row. Wow. And they said it wouldn't last. <laughs> Everybody called in and wrote in and said they love having you on the show. A breath of Aww. fresh air, a lot of folks said. That's really cool. Everybody loves Eddie, but it's nice to mix things up once in a while. Well, so. I'm yeah, I'm no Eddie. Eddie is his own special creature. He sure is. His own unicorn. Special as in Olympics. Oh, stop. I kid. Oh my God. I love Eddie. Eddie! We love Eddie. I do hope to do him proud, at least. You absolutely have. Thank you so much for joining us again today. Hey, little uh, programming note. Tonight, Wednesday night, is the night. Ooh. We're going to try again to do a live Ralph Report 
for the four-star generals who can be here with us in the Batcave and watch us record live. Queen Jay and myself will be on hand at 7 p.m. Pacific Daylight Savings Time. Figure out when that is wherever you are in the world and come join us. Just click on that Crowdcast link that I sent out there and we're going to try it again. See if we can get Crowdcast 2.0 to work for us this time. Yeah, last time there was some bugs. Oh, so frustrating. It was, it was, yeah, frustrating. We yeah. had to ditch out and... Because people were like uh, missing all the audio that you're playing and it's frustrating us. And I was like, it's frustrating me too. So let's just call it a night and we'll we'll try to reconvene at a, at a better time with better tech. They and, promised me they've got the shit worked out now. Oh, good. And people are prepared. I saw a bingo card out there designed. I did too. So this is... Yeah, someone put together a uh, Ralph Report bingo card where uh, all the usual suspects are all lined up. And if you get five in a row, you win something. But here's my thing. Yeah. Everybody can't have the same bingo card. I know. Card. You have to have a different one or else everyone gets bingo at the same time. Right. And then I'm out <laughs> millions of dollars in prize money. Cash not included. Uh, so I figure there has to be some sort of AI program or something. I that, think so. There's can, a generator that will make a bingo card for you. You can load in all of your uh, squares and then it just mixes them up at random. Right. Or there's just a standard drinking game. So prepare for, you know, for the live show. Get your supplies, yeah. whatever they may be. Whatever that is that makes you relax. Uh, if you're a four-star general, love to have you join us here in the Batcave. Uh, tonight, 7 p.m., Queen Jay and I, right there in front of your very eyes. Oh, no one's here to watch over us, too. No. Uh-oh. Could, be, could become an OnlyFans thing. Who knows? <laughs> Might have to bump up to a five-star level, depending on how much skin we show. Let's yeah, let's turn up the heat really high. Yeah. And it'll just be like strip poker. Make it sweaty. <laughs> Kids, before we get going with today's show, I want to revisit a topic that we covered on the show. I guess it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, Eddie and I were discussing this and I wanted to revisit it and give you a recap since the event has happened. This takes us to uh, Scotland, the lovely country of Scotland as uh, our late Great friend Steve Ashton would say, a noble, a savage but noble breed are the Scots. He would once in a while make fun of the fact that they they like their heroin there. Well, you know that much. <laughs> I wonder if that just comes from the train spotting movie. Everybody thinks there's a bunch of people just That's a stereotype. Up. Right, right. But uh, I liked my time in Scotland. I enjoyed my Did you time like their there. heroin too? I didn't partake, oh. but I liked their iron brew. Oh, it's great. Iron brew is great. And their <laughs> haggis. And their blood sausage. Mm. I stayed in a small little fishing town uh, called Troon, T-R-O-O-N. Troon. And it was right there on the water. And, oh, it could not have been uh, more charming and lovely. I, I saw all the big cities, too. I saw uh, uh, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. And uh, what's the other big one? A Aberdeen? On, the, I don't know. Glasgow. Did you say Gabardine? I said Aberdeen. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. I thought that you were talking gonna, about types of fabric I'm for gonna a minute. I'm going to make some new Glasgow. Ones yeah, yeah, I was in Glasgow and I was in uh, Edinburgh and uh, saw a, a lot of the country. But my particular favorite was this tiny little town called Trun, where oh. we spent the most of our time. Hit some pubs there? I did indeed. Ah. That's neither here nor there. I'm talking about Nessie. Oh, Nessie. Oh. They're beneath the water swimming around waiting to eat you. <laughs> We talked about this. They had the largest search for Nessie this past weekend. We talked about it when it was coming up. It was Saturday and Sunday, uh, August 26th and 28th. Uh, excuse me, August 26th and 27th. They had boats running all over the lock from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on both of those days. Giant with, net. With researchers, yeah, going out there trying to spot, finally get some proof about Nessie. 200 people turned up. <laughs> For the biggest Nessie search of the last 50 years. Wow. 200 people? That's it? 200 people. That's well, uh, word was that the weather, and this is in the, uh, in the quote from the organizer, the weather was miserable. No, I'm sorry. Horrific, he called it. Oh, you mean normal? The weather in Scotland was horrific over the weekend, said the organizer. So much so that the Scottish Highland Games were canceled for the first time in 75 years. But that didn't stop us, and it didn't stop our volunteers, he said. 
Well, it should have, because it's some dumbass <laughs> shit. Because there is no fucking monster in Loch Ness. Look, did you ever believe in any of those creatures when you were little? Before yeah, you when I was a dumb child, <laughs> but not as a grown-ass person with expendable income who was willing to give it to the Loch Ness Experience Foundation and then sit in a boat in horrific Scottish weather with with spyglasses trying to see his Nessie's head poke out of the water. We're missing an opportunity. Think of what we could sell those people. No shit. I hope it costs them a lot of money and they, they rue the day for the rest of their lives. Teach them a lesson. <laughs> Nessie has been part of Scottish folklore for almost 100 years. 200 people showed up for the organized event. The Loch Ness Center joined forces with the Loch Ness Exploration Society carry out this hunt and they were posting people all around the lock that people out there on boats just dumb just stupid ridiculous alan mckenna was one of the volunteers he um set sail on his boat out there on the lock and he used his hydrophone system <laughs> well please tell me what this a does. hydrophone i'm glad you asked a hydrophone system is an underwater microphone <gasps> oh so we can hear the nessie scene so they could listen adele yes <laughs> Rolling in the deep. Um, underwater microphone so they could listen to the underwater world of Loch Ness. And I have to tell you, it, things turned out pretty well for Alan McKenna in that boat. When we were testing the equipment, he said, we heard four distinctive noises that we didn't know where they were coming from. We didn't know the origin of the noises, and it was quite exciting. Ooh, four sounds that you couldn't identify as anything. I'd say every night you hear about four sounds from my stomach you can't identify. Ain't that the truth? Something's going on in there. You need need someone to put a scope down there and see what the party's all about. Four distinctive noises. So let me get this straight. The entire weekend of people braving horrific Scottish weather, and they ended up with four noises that they couldn't make heads or tails of. Well, that's proof enough for me. Exactly. You don't need to see it. You just need to hear it. My God. (laughs) Visitors came from around the world, Spain, France, Germany, Finland, America, to band together in a massive fucking exercise in stupidity. Oh, I hope they all get influenza. (laughs) Uh, Can you get that from bad weather? What do you get from bad weather? The croup. I hope they get the croup. The... (laughs) I wish Eddie was here so I could just rub it in his face. So you think he would be like, no, there's a possibility. Oh, they he, just couldn't find it because of bad weather or it was loves, hiding. He or loves it was this, in a cave. Loves this shit. Wow. So there you go. Shockingly, no proof of the Loch Ness Monster resulted in the largest excavation, if you will, Loch- of Loch Ness. Or just waste of time. For the past 50 years. The biggest exploration of the myth came up empty-handed. I want to be Eddie here. Maybe we haven't developed the technology oh, yet for fuck's sake. to find it. Yeah. Because it is such a powerful prehistoric creature. Right, yes. It has some type of... No, it's got a cloaking device. device. Yes, of yes. course. That's why. It, that's why. Not because <laughs> it's bullshit. Oh, maybe it's from the future. And uh, it's gone... <laughs> so it's been here from the future for 100 years. Is that what you're trying to sell me? Well, it pops back and forth. That's why they can't find it all the time because on that day it happened to be traveling. It goes uh, between the dimensions. Had they just gone the next day, they would have seen him. Christ's sake. I'm all about yes, except when it comes to this nonsense. Let's go. Let's go to Scotland. And then I'm all about no. Let's prove them wrong. So there you go. There's your update on Nessie Hunt 2023. Uh, nothing discovered except for four sounds. I want to, yeah, I want to hear those sounds and then remix them into a song. Well, I have them here. here here's, here's one of the sounds. <laughs> That's one of them. It smells like haggis. Yeah, it does. That was a Nirvana song, wasn't it? <laughs> Boys and girls, children of all ages, let's turn our attention to people who have some goddamn common sense, and that's the Garmy. We love it when you reach out to us, especially those folks who leave their voicemail messages on the old Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's available to you. All you gotta do is dial up that number, one 833 Hi, Ralph! And you're on. After the beep, leave us your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, whatever may be on your mind. Rest assured, feel free to believe that you will be heard because I do listen to each and every voicemail message and then I grab a fistful of them 
that catch my attention, and we put them here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Hey, listen, don't blame me. Don't say I didn't warn you on yesterday's show. Hi, I told you it was going to stick in your head before oh, we played it. You sang that all day today. I can't stop singing it. I'm turning into Ralph. I want to punch that singer. <laughs> she is desperately trying to capture the zeitgeist of the 1980s with her oh, she's done pseudo, it. Um, what's the, uh, who's the singer? Girls just want to have fun. Oh, Cindy Lauper. Uh, Cindy Lauper. Kind of affectation. Kind of, yeah, she's desperately trying to. smack those scrunchies right off her fucking head. Ooh. She wants to, <laughs> she wants to gather up. It's okay. It's a, it's a podcast. We can curse. Oh. <laughs> she wants to gather up all of those kind of 80s singers and, and deliver it all in one corny Saturday morning theme song. Oh, she nailed it. Works. I love it when we get some of the regulars calling in. You know, Bridget from Long Island. She was out there in the world, ran into Garmy members in the wild. I always love these stories. Yo, Ralph, it was so fucking awesome. I was in New Jersey this fucking past weekend for the live Fat Man Beyond that Kevin did at Smod Castle. And while I was there over the weekend, I got to meet some fucking members of the Garmy who were there for that show Including and most of whom are like some of our Secret Service members. Um, I met an Aaron and a Vincent who are both from the L.A. area who tend to keep quiet. Aaron has told me he's been bunched to a bunch of the like live HBOs and stuff like that. And then I met this fucking awesome dude, Gaz, from the U.K. who was out there. So it was really, really cool meeting some of our Garmy members who I haven't met before. So it was really fucking exciting. And I'm so fucking excited for the uh, HBO that's going to happen in September because, you know, hey, I may not get live Ralph reports on the East Coast, but at least I get to see you fucking guys for Babylon. LMFB. Thank you, Bridget. Yeah, it just uh, they just released the date this week. If you're in the New Jersey East Coast area and you'd like to see Hollywood Babylon live on stage, Kevin Smith and I will be doing it on September 30th at his movie theater, the Smodcastle Cinemas there in Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. It's going to be a long night. It's going to be a big night because not only are we doing Hollywood Babylon, we're also doing a screening of Dr. Josh Rausch's brand new film, Wrong Reasons, which I also happen to be in. Oh, so cool. we're going to do a screening of that. We're going to do a Q&A with Kevin, myself, and Josh, and then we're going to roll it into a uh, brand new Hollywood Babylon. So it's going to be a long evening. If you'd like to come out and join us, you can get tickets over at csmod.com. That's S-E-E-S-M-O-D.com. And then scroll down and uh, click on the Ralph Garman double feature, they're calling it. <laughs> they made a poster and everything for me. I want to see this poster. Oh, it's super cool. It's like me and my character as Detective Dobson from the Ooh. film. But I've also got a microphone in front of my face. And so... Uh, Dang. And you're great in it. Oh, I can't wait for people to see it. You have to say that. I don't. You do. Or else I, just, I would be I would really say upset nothing. with you. Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm okay in it. I, when I saw it, I was like, uh, you know, and I'm this way every time I watch or see or listen to anything that I've ever done, all I see is the missed opportunities and the moments where I could have been better. But uh, people seem to be enjoying the film. So, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Josh just added everybody who shows up for the screening gets a signed physical copy of the show uh, oh my of, gosh. Uh, of uh, Wrong Reasons on Blu-ray. A collector's item. So there you go. If you're out there in Jersey or nearby, come out and join us Saturday, September 30th at the... Uh, Smodcastle Cinemas in Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. Speaking of some of our old regulars, yesterday uh, someone called in suggesting, since Eddie's out, maybe we could uh, roll Cooperman into the show <laughs> and have him come back. I wasn't, um, I don't know, open to that idea. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I didn't, I, I just said I had a lot on my plate. That's all. I, it's not like I don't love Coop. It's just that I have a, a lot going on oh, in my I life right something. now. I sense something. I sense something coming. You think, you think maybe like Beetlejuice, if you say his name three times, maybe he shows up? Ralph Garman, John Cooperman. Hey, on yesterday's show, you were saying too much on your plate? Too much on your plate for me? What, what the fuck does that mean? Um, I would on. only take stuff off the plate for you <sighs> and make it easier on you. Uh-huh. Duh. Come on. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a Cooper fan calls in and, and sure, she didn't leave her name, but that's yeah, okay. Because she's ashamed. She speaks for the silent majority. <laughs> Does she? It's fine. I don't need to co-host, Ralph. I know topping those ratings I brought in before would be quite a task. There's no ratings. There's no ratings. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, and besides, the lovely Queen Jay kicks ass. She's an amazing co-host. Yes, she, she is. She, she's wonderful. Thank you. And I like being an ambassador of the show. I love screaming the Ralph report on a gondola in Venice. Yeah, nobody asked you. That's to. love. <laughs> That's loyalty. All righty. And Ralph Garman, mm-hmm. my plate will never be too full. Oh, Jesus. When it comes to you oh, God. and the Ralph report. All right. <sighs> Kiss my ass. Yeah, I saw that coming. Love you, Nina. Bye. So uh, thanks, Coop. Thanks for calling in. And uh, we love you, too. It's just not not this week. It's just. Let's wait for a week where we have another challenge. That can, yeah. Uh, you know, another we can feed hockey him. challenge where we can. <laughs> we can feed him something fun. Oh, maybe the secret. Maybe the secret food we've got in the The secret food would be a perfect opportunity. Perfect time to bring Cooperman. Yeah, how much do you want it, Coop? Are you willing to eat the secret Munchin Monday food that has been sitting in the cupboard now for months? Speaking of putting some on your plate, there we go. Really, really want to do it. Put some skin in the game. We'll uh, we'll schedule something, Coop. Yesterday, we were talking about archery. As Queen Jay mentioned, a lot of people are encouraging me to say yes to archery. And what about the other sport I want to try? Uh-oh. Hey, Ralph. How are you doing? I was going to say, yo, Eddie, but he's not there yet. Right. Uh, this is Ralph from the OC. Uh, you and Queen Jay say, hey, Queen Jay, <clears throat> we're talking about fencing. And it's so cool that you guys are talking about that. And she is right. It is a lot of, it's a lot to your knees and your lower um, calf muscles and whatnot, but I do have to say the caveat is. Mm-hmm. So when I did fencing in my in my twenties. Yeah. I had the nicest ass mm-hmm. because you do so much squatting that mm-hmm. you had strong muscles. That even like my instructor, the first day he had us against, he had everyone against the wall, their back against the wall, and told us to bend our knees at ninety degree angle and hold ourselves to the back of the wall. Ooh. And it was like exhausting, it hurt. Ugh. But at the end of the semester, the end of the school year, we were all able to hold that form, no problem for like three, four, five minutes. And it gave us really nice asses. Mm. And everyone had a nice butt. Right. So, Ralph, you want a nice, smooth, perky butt for Queen J? This is the sport to do it. Mm. Damn. Okay, so we could do a little test before. We'll get a, a walnut. We'll put it in your butt cheeks. <laughs> and if you can crack it. You crack it. <laughs> might disappear. <laughs> you have a fine, <laughs> plump Irish butt. I do. I do. I have a fat ass. Um, no, it's not plump in a bad way. It's it's scrumptious. Uh, he makes it sound so less appealing than I thought it would Wait, be. Why? What is unappealing now I have about to, it? I have to do a wall calisthenics. Squ- a and wall gotta, squat is too much I for gotta you. I got to go up against the wall for five minutes and keep keep there and make my butt hurt. You punch the crap out of a punching bag. I know that's fun. That's way more. <laughs> Can you punch anybody in fencing? <laughs> You can hurl insults at people while you're doing a wall squat. Oh, touche, I can say a lot. I'm also afraid if my butt gets any better than it already is, I can't be held responsible for what people's reactions will be. Oh, I see. So It would be like opening Pandora's butt. Right. It would just be, it would wreak havoc on society in general. If I start walking around with a better Uh, butt than the one I have now. I'd have to fend off even more people. It's risky. Just saying it's risky. Okay. You can't let a butt. That good out there <laughs> in the world, just willy nilly. Well, then I'll just do it alone. I guess. I guess I'll just go to the fencing lesson. No, alone. if your butt gets any better, then <laughs> again, it'll be a butt apocalypse. 
And of course, we play upbeat music for you every episode. Why? Because we want to make your day a little bit brighter. We call those our happy hits. Still doing covers. Here's a good one from Mark. Hey, Ralph, uh, Eddie, Queen Jay, uh, Mark here to star up uh, currently near the shores of Lake Erie in Canada. And I had a, a cover happy hit before you stopped doing them. Um, it appeared on one of my playlists the other day, and I was wondering where did I discover that? And I realized you'd mentioned it but never played it way back three years ago when you did a one-hit wonder for Cameo's Word Up. Mm. It's a cover of Word Up by the Scottish band Gun, and it's a beggar. All right, thanks very much. Appreciate it. LMB. Speaking of Scotland, Gun, rock band comes out of Scotland, did a cover of Word Up by Cameo. And I'd never heard it before. That's my favorite part of doing all these covers is people introduced me to cover songs I'd never heard before. This one by Gun absolutely is a blast. Thank you for calling in, Mark. Here it is, Gun with Word Up. some stank on that oh my god okay so we got to add that to our playlist right me yeah that's some wailing guitars that'd be fun to play it's really really a good cover because they keep the spirit of the original mm -hmm. which i love by the way yeah but then they put a little grit on it <laughs> a little scottish grit a little scottish heroin in that tune <laughs> thanks to everybody who called in you too can be featured in the garmy on the line segment but it can't happen unless you pick up the damn phone and call me Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it's time for us to pay tribute on folks who left us on this day, August 30th. We will look at their lives and legacies and give them a little tip of the cap in a segment we call Hello, Death. Electrocute yourself or run into a shell Hello death Did you eat poison mold or just get old Hello death 
Did you fall from the sky? Ralph Garman will know why Even though you said goodbye Hello, Dad Hello, Dad Hello, J herself. Oh my God, so weird. With the Hello Death theme song. And I'm here and it's there and it's, how does this happen? It's a cosmic convergence. Let's talk about folks who left us on August 30th, starting in 1844. We lost Francis Bailey, English astronomer and discoverer of Bailey's beads. Uh, And I know uh, that sounds like something you stick in your ass. You hold them on, right? And then you try to stick them in your ass. And then right when you're having an orgasm, you just pull them out. (laughs) But that's not what it is like, at all. Like Betty Flintstone's uh, necklace, right? <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Ow. Bailey's beads are the little spots of light that show up around the solar eclipse. When the moon is in between us and the sun, you get a solar eclipse. But when the uh, shadow of the moon is, is covering up the sun because of the topography of the moon, which has mountains and things like that, There are these little splotches of light from the sun that escape past the image of the moon and reach us. And he was the first one to notice that, and he called them Bailey's beads. Because it looked like a string of beads around the outside of the uh, moon's shadow. It's not a perfect sphere. No, it's not. Also on this day in 1938, we lost Max Factor. That name probably rings a bell to some folks. Yeah. You can buy his cosmetics today at your local cosmetics counter at your big stores. But he started (laughs) off not selling cosmetics to the public. Heroin. No, not selling heroin either. Mm. He was born Maximilian Faktorowitz. (laughs) This sounds made up. No, it's not. Maximilian Faktorowitz was his name. (laughs) He was born in- Is his Latin name? In Poland, no. It's his (laughs) given name. And he shortened it when he got to America to Max Factor. He was a wig maker. In Russia. And when he immigrated to the United States in 1904, he moved his family and his business to Los Angeles, seeing an opportunity to make made-to-order wigs and theatrical makeup to the growing film industry. And that he did. A lot of people in the early days of movie making used grease paint, which is what they used on stage, uh, primarily in New York and other big theater markets. And they were finding that the grease paint used for stage could not be applied thinly enough, and the colors didn't work satisfactorily on film when they made the movies. So he started experimenting and came up with a suitable makeup for the new film medium and became the king of cosmetics and makeup for the motion picture business. Great story. By 1914, he had perfected his first makeup for movies, and uh, the rest is history. He had a giant building there on Highland here in Southern California and Hollywood. And I think they turned it into a a museum or something. But it used to be like this massive complex where he and all of his makeup artists would gather and all the stars from all the studios would come there to get their makeovers and things like that. On this day in 1940, we lost J.J. Thompson. No, not the editor of the Daily Bugle who thinks (laughs) Spider-Man is a menace. (laughs) He was an English physicist who discovered the electron. That's kind of important. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. 1950, Ralph Hancock. Ah, oh, Ralph. Yeah. Sometimes I play a game Han- called Ralph Hancock. <laughs> Not when I'm around. <laughs> you know. In the wee hours. Uh, garden designer. Welsh garden designer. He was famous for building gardens in the United Kingdom in the uh, 1920s, 30s, and 40s. And then he came to the U.S. in the 30s and did famous gardens around the United States, including... The roof garden at Rockefeller Center, which is beautiful oh. up there if you've ever seen it. 1963, we lost American arranger, composer, orchestra leader, Axel Stordahl. He worked with the likes of Frank Sinatra and Eddie Fisher, but he also composed a theme song for a beloved TV show from the 1960s called McHale's Navy. <laughs> Oh, that says wacky. That's a wha- another wacky World War II sitcom. This one starred mm-hmm. Ernest Borgnine and Tim Conway. And as opposed to the Nazis mm-hmm. in Hogan's Heroes, this took, uh, took the hilarious topic of fighting the Japanese during the Second World War <laughs> and used that for comic fodder. Because what's really funnier than 
global destruction and right. death. Right. Yeah. Oh, so funny. You should see their Hiroshima episode. It's hilarious. I I kind of want to see it now. It doesn't exist. Oh. They didn't really treat it. <laughs> they didn't treat the material with the uh, sobriety perhaps it deserved. On this day in 1979, Jean Seberg, a great American actress, uh, took her own life, sadly, at the age of 40. In 1985, we lost Philly Joe Jones, one of the great jazz drummers in American history. Died of a heart attack at the age of 62. Where is he from? Uh, what major metropolitan city is Philly Joe, Joe, Philly Joe Jones from? Are you asking? Uh-huh. I'm glad you asked. Uh-huh. You'll be surprised Over to know. Up. I don't know. He was born in a little town. I like to call. It's nice to be able to play that without fear of reprisal from some people. Oh yeah, who who? What mean person? I'm I'm not going to name do, names. Oh. Uh, Jones toured and recorded with Miles Davis. Ooh. Davis said that Philly Joe Jones was his favorite drummer of all time. Ow. And I can see why. Here's a little bit of the work from the man himself. Everyone loves a drum solo. That goes on for about five minutes. Oh, boy. That's a hell of a drum solo. <laughs> you can find it online. On this day in 1988, we lost Albert F. Frey Whistling, Swiss botanist and pioneer of molecular biology. Wow. Two, two scientist greats today. I wonder about people like Alfred F. Frey Whistling. Uh, <laughs> It's the W-Y-S-S-L-I-N-G. Oh, I'm so sorry. Maybe it's Weisling. No. Either way, molecular biology. This guy was a pioneer in the discipline of molecular biology. Mm-hmm. Their brain can't work like my brain, right? Someone like that, they have to have a different gear. Because I couldn't, I no way ever would I get within a meter of <laughs> understanding the first thing that these people develop like, okay. and know. No, like, no, I'm going to call BS on this no. one because A, you're mm-hmm. extremely book smart. You're very nice to say that. You I know some stuff. stuff, but that's a whole nother level. Well, I, I think people look at your skill set and what you can do with different voices and they think that's magic no. and they think I could never do that. And party I think tricks, party is, tricks. Well, for them, that's their their focus. That's what they pour all of their energy into. And Yeah, and, but I could study it for a hundred years and I wouldn't be able to grasp a quarter of what these guys know in the, in these fields. It's remarkable to me how their brains work. It is amazing, though, the, just the, the whole idea of coming up with the periodic table and not having been had like an electron microscope yeah, to see it's, things it's ridiculous. just based off of what... That's They're a different breed. They're not human. They're, They're mutants. Oh, are you going to Eddie now? So these are <laughs> these aliens? Are, these are the real mutants. No, they're the mutants. Forget about Loch Ness Monster. The, <laughs> the mutants walk among us, and they're in labs. They, they wear white do. coats. Oh, no. <laughs> 1993, actor Richard Jordan passed away way too young at the age of 55. Always liked this guy. He's been in a ton of stuff. If you ever saw Hunt for Red October, he's oh in that. Oh, my God. That's a great movie. He was in a miniseries called Captains and Kings, which I loved him in about the uh, Irish immigrants coming to America. Mm-hmm. A lot of people remember him from the movie Logan's Run, which I also love. Oh, great film, too. Logan's Run, for those who haven't seen it, a great science fiction movie from the 70s about a society that worships youth. And when you turn 30, you go to something called Carousel in the hopes that you'll be spared and allowed to live past your 30th birthday. It's kind of like here, but you go to Beverly Hills. It's kind of like Los Angeles. And yes. you, you just get a facelift. Uh, beyond the age of 30, you're considered pretty much useless. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the trick. In order to uh, maintain their natural resources and be able to feed everybody and everything, this is an illusion. They've created this. Nobody gets past Carousel. Everybody gets killed at the age of 30. So people who try to run away from Carousel are hunted down by thing to, by like a police force called the Sandman who take you out. Mm-hmm. And Logan is a Sandman, and his buddy is also a Sandman. And they love hunting down and shooting the, the runners 
Mm. Of course, when Logan's turn to get the carousel, when he turns 30, all of a sudden it's not so fun anymore. <laughs> and he takes off and his best buddy tries to hunt him down. Here's Ooh. a little bit of Richard Jordan from Logan's Run. He was good, wasn't he? Sure, he had some life in him. In the end. <laughs> hey, that was a great shot you made. Well, you kept missing him. I had to do something. <laughs> That's crazy. That's ah, crazy shooting people to death until it's your turn. Till <laughs> your till your palm crystal starts to flash. It's that whole theme in sci-fi, you know, kind of like it's people, you yes. know. You got population problems. So let's solve it by that. Look, we're not we're not far away. This culture worships youth above and beyond everything else. Mm-hmm. To the detriment, I think, of its society. But it's a conversation for another time. The great actor. Charles Bronson also passed away on this day, 2003. Great American actor from Magnificent Seven to Death Wish, of course, is perhaps his biggest film. He was also in The Dirty Dozen. I loved him in a great film called The Great Escape, no pun intended, Hmm. about a bunch of uh, POWs who were trying to get out of a uh, a Nazi camp. They're they're, um, all... um, does he kick ass in this one too? All officers. He seemed no. to kind of get pigeonholed He's, into a kick ass. Yeah, this is early Bronson where okay. he was still just an actor and he plays the guy known as the Tunnel King. He was... He's dug like 17 <laughs> tunnels to get people to escape from these Look, POW camps. When you're in prison for a long time, you could become the prison. Not the that kind of tunnel. King. Oh. This guy used to go under the... the the the, the, uh, the uh, Headquarters, not the headquarters, the uh, the uh, the huts and stuff where they were kept, and he would dig underneath and try to tunnel out beyond the fence and come up on the other side. And in the movie, he suddenly develops claustrophobia. So you can imagine oh, how much I relate. You to related to that, Danny, then. the Tunnel King. Yeah. And he he starts to freak out, and that's when I knew. I said, if I was in a POW camp, I'd be like, you guys go ahead. I'm going to stay here with the Nazis because there's no way I'm getting into a tunnel that is about two by two, Ugh. and I'm going to crawl for 100 feet to get beyond the fence. It's just never going to happen. Anyway, great film. Duly Charles noted. Bronson. Glenn Ford, another great actor, passed away in 2006, probably best known to most people as the father of Superman in the classic Superman film by Richard Donner, starring Christopher Reeve. Love this scene between Pa Kent and young Clark when Clark is frustrated by the fact that he can't show the world all the things he can do. When you first came to us, we thought that people would come and take you away because when they found out, you know, the things you could do, and that worried us a lot. But then a man gets older and he thinks very differently and things get very clear. And there's one thing I do know, son, and that is you are here for a reason. I don't know whose reason, whatever the reason is, you know, maybe it's because... um, I don't know what's uh, But I do know one thing. It's not to score touchdowns. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> See? Pa Ken instills in him a sense of responsibility. Yes, Superman. You need to be here because we need sequels. Oh, my God. That's the reason. So calloused. Uh... Such a better Pa Kent than the Man of Steel one with Kevin Costner, who's like, yeah, maybe you should let those kids die in that bus. I don't know. Maybe you should just keep it to yourself. <laughs> keep your own superpowers. That's a, that's a you problem. On the QT. Uh, some kids are going to die. What are you going to do? Don't save me from the tornado. Darwin. It's awful. <laughs> Brad Anderson, American cartoonist, who gave us a yet another comic strip featuring an animal that was never funny once, along the lines of Garfield and uh, Heathcliff. This one was about a dog named Marmaduke, a giant... Uh, Great Dane, yeah. yeah. Never laughed once at Marmaduke. 2015 also was the year we lost Wes Craven on this day. Great American filmmaker, of course. Mm. The Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, Scream, one of the great talents in uh, horror. He's amazing. 76 when he passed away. Franco Colombo, Italian bodybuilder, powerlifter, oh, actor, yeah. author. Mr. Olympia in 1976 and 81. Arnold's friend. Arnold's best friend was the uh, best man at Arnold's wedding. Died on this day in 2019. three feet tall, too. He was a very short man, but as wide as he was short, he was a a bull, an Italian bull. Coke can. Hey, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to lift so many weight. My arms and chest are going to have muscles you'll never see before, like, like the tops of a trash can's lids. For my chest and my arms look like you have a fire hydrants stapled to my shoulders. 
Uh, I think he said famous uh, uh, I Yeah, that's a good idea. You should keep <laughs> lifting until uh, eventually all of your muscles burst out of your skin and you just become a giant muscle man walking around all raw and bloody. bloody? That, was a con- that was an actual conversation <laughs> the two of them had. Lastly, Valerie Harper, American actress famous for playing Rhoda, the uh, wacky next-door neighbor to Mary Tyler Moore on The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Eventually got her own spin-off show called Rhoda as well. Another great intro where the main character has to pretty much explain everything about who she is before you watch an episode. My name is Rhoda Morvinster. I was born in the Bronx, New York, in December 1941. I've always felt responsible for World War II. The first thing I remember liking that liked me back was food. I had a bad puberty. It lasted 17 years. A lot of one-liners. A lot of wisecracking. Going and, on in that and you intro. you get to hear that every single week. Eventually, they dropped it and just would play the theme song. Smart. Let's get on with it. And that's it for today's Hello, Death. Hello, Death. You're dead now, so shut up. Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Congratulations to Taylor Swift. Oh, my kid's going to be thrilled. Oh, yeah. What'd she do? She became the first female artist in history to hit 100 million monthly monthly listeners on her Spotify channel. 100 million? 100 million people a month listen to her Spotify channel. That's going to make her at least five, six dollars? <laughs> the way streaming works, yes. She'll probably make enough to buy herself a Starbucks latte. She follows the weekend. Weekend. Was well, oh, the first yeah. guy to do that, and uh, she's right behind him, but the first female artist to ever do it. So congratulations to Taylor Swift. It's Taylor's world. We're just living in mm-hmm. it. Go, Taylor. I was very excited, not only for my kid, but myself. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, football season's right around the corner. Oh, yeah. They already have a running back whose last name is Swift. Yes, they do. I saw that. Yes, and they are uh, still in talks, perhaps, about a trade which would bring another running back to the team whose last name is Taylor. Oh. So if they stand them next to each other, Taylor Swift will be playing for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I can get my kid excited about the Eagles games again. And you have to get a whole new jersey now, right? Yeah. Because what is her? Got everybody's jerseys yeah. squared away. We're good to go for the new season. I'm already. I'm excited. Yeah, you are. I just, I look great in it. That's all I You really do know. look good in that jersey. <laughs> Liv looks good in hers. Everybody's ready for the uh, opening weekend. Well, I'm going to have to have a word with my pal Jimmy Kimmel. He and his friends, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, and John Oliver, have teamed up together to do a weekly podcast called the Strike Force Five, where the five of them will gather together and chat and talk about the ongoing historic times we're going through in the entertainment industry with the SAG, AFTRA, and WGA unions all being out on strike. You know, they got nothing better to do because all of their shows have been put on hold because they are supporting the writer's strike. And so they decided to come together and do this weekly, and all the proceeds from the podcast will benefit the unemployed staffers on their shows. That's really cool. Because I was thinking, you know, once everything's back to normal, they're just going to go, bye. Yeah. Then... Oh, no, this is not a, uh, <laughs> this is not going to, to stand. This is uh, a definitely, it's built to be temporary. Uh, they say it's going to be at least 12 episodes. They've committed to that much with Spotify. But the good news is uh, they'll probably get big advertisers and all the money that is raised will be handed down to their staffers who are out of a job currently because uh, of the stoppage of their productions. That's really cool. It's very cool. So I'm going to let it stand. But I'm like, Jim, Jesus Christ, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane, yeah. Yeah. What if I just start a late night talk show? How would you like that, Jimmy Kimmel? Let's do that. Right? Get them back. Uh, The show launches, oh, today, August 30th. You can find it on most major podcast platforms and uh, Spotify, as I mentioned. And don't forget, if you're a Spotify subscriber mm-hmm. and a Patreon subscriber, especially to The Ralph Report, you can now listen to The Ralph Report on uh, Patreon.com as well. Yeah, so. you know, I haven't looked there yet, but I know you can leave reviews. Oh, really? Yes, Maybe I should look there and see what people are saying, or maybe I don't want to. So if you uh, listen on Spotify, leave a nice little review. Yeah, pump us up. Let's, uh, let's yeah. start some buzz. That's right. Get some of that sweet-ass Joe Rogan money. Some of that $60 million deal. <laughs> just Spotify right money. around the corner. It's I all can just sitting feel it. There, sitting there for the taking. 
I've said this before and I'm gonna say it again. Nobody should live in Arizona. It's not, it's not for human beings. I second that. It's not for human beings to live there, especially this but time Nevada of year. But Nevada is okay though? Well, you got Vegas, you have to let Nevada um. stand. But the Phoenix has no such draw for me <laughs> and no one should be there. <laughs> 50 Cent's not gonna be there. Oh. Fiddy was supposed to perform at the uh, the Talking Stick Resort Amphitheater. Ooh, what's <laughs> happened to Fiddy's career? He's, play, he's playing this is like a little puppet show behind a little orange crate box. Puppet show and, and Spinal Tap. I told him Spinal Tap comes first. <laughs> Talking Stick Resort Amphitheater. He was supposed to play there. It's an outdoor stage, but uh, Fiddy apparently saw the forecast and announced, "Nah, we're not going to do that." It was 116 degrees at the time that the show was supposed to be on. And he said, that's too dangerous for everyone. So if you want your money back, go to where you bought the tickets and we'll give your money back. But we ain't playing Phoenix. Yeah. So see ya. Look, I've been to Havasu many, many times growing up. And sometimes it would reach, oh gosh, I know one time it was close to 120. It's a little over and it's ridiculous. You You feel like you're in an oven. And I can see why you said that. That's stupid hot. It is stupid hot. And no one should try to live there. Well, it's why we don't colonize Mercury. I just worry, like, what if the electricity goes out in those places? If you're not by a river, okay. Yeah. Look, we're at the tipping point, folks. I know, oh, climate change, it's a hoax. No, shit's going down. It's real. And I think due to human nature, that's it. We're fucked. Nothing's going to change. That there's not a there's no money in doing the right thing, so I don't see it ever changing. We're just gonna have to adapt and learn how to diff- live differently until we're eventually just in air conditioned hazmat suits walking around the supermarket. Wow, like spacesuits just to get around. Yeah. All right, good times. I don't look good in a spacesuit. Oh yeah, you would. They'll, they'll, oh, trust me, there'll be money in like haute couture <laughs> really? spacesuits. It'll be form fitting, and it'll like like Spanx, and it'll lift your butt up and everything. Trust well, me, okay. there'll be a lot of money. In that case, I'd like a large butt, please. In hazmat fashion. Hmm. And lastly, I'm so glad this happened. We talked about it when this lawsuit was launched. Uh, there was a fan of the actress Ana de Armas who was suing Universal. Because he said he watched the movie yesterday thinking Ana de Armas was in it because a moment of her appeared in the trailer for the film. Yesterday's that movie about the guy who wakes up and no one remembers the Beatles but him. Yeah, so he just passes it off as his own. Starts uh, writing, uh, recording all of their hits and becomes the hugest star in the world. Uh, Apparently she was in the film but didn't make the final cut, but Mm -hmm. some of her scenes show up in the trailer. And so this guy sued Universal, a class action lawsuit for misrepresentation, saying they tricked him into watching the movie. And he said he went back a second time and watched another another <laughs> uh, version of the film on Google Play, thinking, oh, she, she's in this one. But it was the exact same version as he saw the first time. And so he's suing Universal for untold hundreds of thousands of dollars. And a judge kicked his case out of court. Yesterday. Oh, thank God. Thank God, indeed. The judge said... Uh, the suit lacks standing because your injury was self-inflicted. <laughs> Basically saying, you're a big you're st- dumbass. <laughs> Stop hitting yourself. You can't be stupid. You can't sue for being stupid. Wow. In the lawsuit, I love this. He writes uh, in this lawsuit, uh, the defendant, meaning Universal, consequently used Ms. Armas' fame, radiance, and brilliance to promote the film by including her scenes in the movie trailers advertising the film. Dude, she's not going to fuck you. Just no matter how many lawsuits you file, it's not going to happen. But his name might be on her radar now. Yeah, to tell her security team (laughs) to keep a lookout for this dude. His picture is up on the the wall in the security booth outside her house. That's how she knows him. Let's talk about today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on August 30th, starting with my pal, Louis Black, one of my comedy heroes. I love Lou Black. Few comedians make me laugh. Mm-hmm. as hard as he does. You know him, of course, from The Daily Show and his own stand-up specials. He's got a uh, YouTube channel where he just rants a couple times a week. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's your It's that's it's, your thing. It's chicken soup for my soul, right. as they used to say back in the day. He's 75 years old today. Let me just say, if you're interested in what life is like on other planets, 
you're going to want to get to the Apple store. <laughs> they are not of us. <laughs> they have no genitals. <laughs> It's why they stand so close. They're sniffing you. It's how they get their data. Yes, it is. God damn, he kills me. Okay, fantasy dinner. Is is he one of the oh, people? Oh yeah. I don't even need anybody else. Just <laughs> him and me across the table. I was. Uh, I met him a couple times because he would come into the radio station to promote gigs in Los Angeles area when he was performing. And uh, he was very kind once to invite me, and it turned out being my family, my mom and dad and my sister. He was performing in San Diego, and I told him we were getting tickets. And he said, well, bring everybody backstage afterwards, and we'll, and I'll say hi. So I was, he was very kind to me, and we all went backstage and talked to him, and he was just charming. But I also once ran into him in Vegas. He was sitting at a bar in Vegas with a friend okay, and I sat down at that same bar and did, not because he was there I didn't even realize it until I looked up yeah. and there he was and he was like oh there you are you're from the K-Rock and so oh wow we started talking and I gotta tell you I was gasping gasping for air Aww. about halfway into the conversation just a lovely charming deeply deeply funny guy it's like you oh stop Ben Jones played Cooter on Dukes of Hazard. He's 82 years old. Michael Chiklis, great actor from The Shield, of course. Right now, he's on Winning Time, which is my new obsession. I've turned Queen J onto Winning Time. Yep. She hasn't even seen the first season yet, but she's no. so hooked on the second season. I think you can jump right in. I don't you can, think it's a problem. because they break it up so nicely. Uh, the, uh, the second season begins after the Lakers with Magic Johnson have won their first championship, and it's a team in disarray. And uh, it's just great drama. You don't even have to be a basketball fan to enjoy what's happening in no, the show. No, absolutely. You don't have to know anything about it. Can't recommend highly enough. But he's in it. He plays Red Auerbach, the coach of the Boston Celtics, the hated rivals of the L.A. Lakers. <laughs> and he's great in it. He is. He's great in everything. Yeah. Cameron Diaz is 51. Michael Gladys, the actor from Mad Men and Reckless, is 46. And singer-guitarist Aaron Barrett of Real Big Fish turns 49. I tried to be nice. That's right, as Lewis Black would say, everybody else is an asshole. <laughs> and that's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And speaking of music, every Wednesday we take a look at a smash hit song and the artist who performed it never quite able to recapture that level of success. It makes them today's one-hit wonder. It's the one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder. One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. Today's one-hit wonder comes from the 1970s. One reviewer described the song as so sensual and evocative that it was probably one of the most replayed records of the 1970s era and may be responsible for the most pregnancies from a record during the mid-1970s. Hey, Ralph, this is Grant in Costa Mesa calling with an idea for a one-hit wonder. When I was a little kid back in the early 70s, this song was a big hit, and I heard it all the time because my older sister loved it. And it's lived on over the years because versions of this song have showed up in a bunch of different movies. And while the lyrics might be a little questionable on the uh, botanical geography, it's still catchy as hell. <laughs> I'm talking about Midnight at the Oasis by Maria Muldaur. LMB. Maria Muldaur's Midnight at the Oasis, one of the great sexy songs from the 1970s. It was a massive hit for Maria, who was born, by the way, Maria Grazia Rosa Domenica de Amaro. Hey, you're such a good girl, Maria. You sing it so good. Why don't you go and make a music for everybody? <laughs> She got into the American folk and blues scene in the uh, 1960s and then turned her attention towards rock and pop in the 1970s. And it was her first solo album, the self-titled Maria Moldauer, released in 1973, that contained her hit single, 
Midnight at the Oasis, the seductive song about a woman in the desert who wants to just get boning mm. with or without a camel. She wants to dismount her camel. She and wants to just mount something else. She talks about cactus and stuff, even though cactus Ouch. doesn't really That's... grow in the She's... sub-Saharan. <laughs> she part didn't of the get world. out much, no. but she wrote a song. Reached number six on the Billboard Hot 100. It was a hit around the world. Cracked the top 10 in Australia, went all the way to number two in Canada, was in the top 20 in the UK. And uh, you're absolutely right. That song is still played today in a lot of movies and TV shows. She was never able to capture that level of success again, but the song and Maria live on. She's still out there performing uh, live, doing gigs. Maybe she'll be at the Broken Stick Arena there in Phoenix sometime soon, whatever the hell it was called. Here's today's one-hit wonder. Midnight at the Oasis. Midnight at the Oasis. Send your camel to bed. Shadows painting our faces. Traces of romance in our hands. Heaven's holding a hand. Slip off to a sand soon. Kick up a little dust. Come on, cactus is our friend. Keep on down the way. Come on, till the evening ends. Till the evening ends. You don't have to answer. you say that song is um well i just played a snippet of it but yeah. it's probably the usual pop song length three minutes or so okay so i'm just saying i'm just doing a little math here but if it's responsible for the most amount of pregnancies during that time you... well you know in the old days on a turntable you could set your turntable for the seven inch 45 and you could just put it on repeat oh you could repeat mm, those things yeah the, the the needle would lift up and then it would go back and start at the top of the record again Oh, dang. Okay. I was just thinking dogging it, guys. Of and the I 70s. think the album version is extended even. So oh, just saying. Put on the whole Maria Moldauer album and start getting busy. The song does live on in popular culture in American Pie. It's performed at the prom. You can hear it there. In a Lost in Translation, the great Sofia Coppola film, The Lounge Act at the Hotel is performing that song. My favorite film where Midnight at the Oasis pops up, however, is in the 1996 mockumentary Waiting for Guffman, Christopher Guest's film, where he plays uh, Corky, who is trying to mount a production in a small town. Oh, yeah. Of, uh, of a local uh, pageant celebrating the town's history, and he's using all the local citizens as his cast. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen this film? Yes. It's so fucking funny. Uh, Fred Willard and Catherine O'Hara play Sheila and Ron Albertson, the big stars of this small town. And when they audition for Corky, they audition with the song Midnight at the Oasis. You don't need to answer. There's no need to speak. I'll be your belly dancer, prancer. And I will be your sheep. I don't need a harem, honey, when you're by my side. And you won't need a camel, no, no, when I take you for a ride. We'll need some coffee to go with that ride, won't we? Well, you're always full of surprises. <laughs> but say, I wonder, do we have time for that coffee? What time is it? What time is it? Haven't you been paying attention? It's midnight at the Oasis. Oh, thank you. Good. That was great. Thank oh, you. Really good. Well, thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks for coming. 
really good. <laughs> I hate your ass face. <laughs> I got to watch that movie again. That's it for today's One Hit Wonder. It's the One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. And that's it for today's show, kids. Thanks for hanging with us. That was a fun one. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And if you're a four-star general, I hope you'll join us tonight, 7 p.m., as we uh, will record live in front of your face. Mm, pony the, up. The Thursday show. That'll be tomorrow. So if uh, you're not a four-star general, just come back and listen to the show tomorrow. It's going to be fun. Thursdays are always fun. Ralph mm. Sex University, <gasps> of course. Ooh. A deep dive in the world of human sexuality. Think of all the things I'll learn. Oh, my God. So much to teach you. <laughs> Entertainment news, your phone calls, all that fun stuff. But it's not nearly as fun unless you're there. So please, take care of yourselves. Stay good in the hood. Because life is life. And we want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow, kids. Until we do, remember, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha-ha. So, ha I got it. Ha-ha. Bye-bye. Think a better dance now. Bye, men. Fuck off. <laughs> 